0: This I work for him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. What's important is your ultimate focus.
1: The the fact that your workplace really is your mission field and your primary place of ministry each and every day. That the work that you do each and every day is a gift from God, and God wants to join you in that work. And we're so excited you've tuned into IWork for him today as we welcome Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. These guys have been supporters of I Work for him from day number one. And you know, we've been we always give Dave a hard time, but Dave Cruz, we Luke and I today want to just just honor you.
2: Well, and okay. Say, Thank let's you. leave it right there because I know something else is coming right around the corner. <laughs> we want be. to honor you. We that's want to honor you. However,
3: we what? want to honor you. That's
1: right. Okay. All right. So these guys, you can check them out online. Listen, if you want a transformational experience and how you look at your faith and your money. And how it's invested, you want to talk to financial advisors that get an etern- that have an eternal perspective, that understand the value of biblically responsible investing. Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management, find them online, BWMAdvisors.com. All right, so Luke and Dave. We got a couple of questions from some listeners, Martha. We got these questions from our listeners. Yes, we do. Uh, I'm going to read the first one. You read the second one, okay? I'm so excited. All right. So Lorraine from Lubbock, (laughs) wow, you are. (laughs) She looks excited. It's an exciting hour we Uh, have. That's right. It's the fastest one. Pull on tight, everybody. All right, Lorraine from Lubbock, Texas writes, Luke and Dave. You guys have really challenged you've really changed since i first heard you on the air about two years ago mm. luke especially your passion for this biblically responsible investing concept can you explain why you're so why you
0: guys are so passionate about this, Lorraine from Lubbock? Yes, you know, as a matter of fact, um, and, and thank hey, she's she's pretty bright and pretty uh, pretty intuitive to to really get. I mean, it's been about two years since you know since you introduced me to the book. I found Jesus in the stock market, and then you know it's taken some time. So so that is a great question, and, and I know one of the questions we're going to get to is wh- what's what's the deal with Christians? Why, why aren't they why aren't they as soon as they hearing this just jumping in with both feet? With like are mm-hmm. you know, jumping into the waters because their pants are on fire, you know, you would think. But Lorraine, it's it's a great question, and, and what so I can answer that question. Been a great question. It's a great question. So the idea of biblically responsible investing. Th- this, the more I share it with believers, the more I share it with senior pastors, the more I share it with churches and congregations. We've got a huge issue. A huge. Then the issue uh, is, is just strictly involved with people don't look at their investments as being, you know, as something that they could also be a good steward in. So without knowing, with unknowingly, most people, most I, I would say almost the, the the fat, the vast majority of listeners, if you have not, um, you know, personally screened your investment account for biblically responsible investing, you have pornography, you have abortion, you have anti-family values, anti-family entertainment, uh, gambling alcohol, tobacco, you've got all these immoral businesses or immoral sins, we'll, we'll say. And, and so according to God's immoral, eyes. Immoral, but okay. E- immoral. E- I like, e. you know, we're in the technology age. Everything's okay. e. It's e. There's okay. an E in front of everything. So it's immoral. E- <laughs> okay. <laughs> immoral. All right. All right. So, but Dave Cruz,
1: I got a question for you. So
0: yes, sir. You,
1: you know, I, I, in fact, I was having a conversation with somebody from Colorado Springs about this very concept the other day. And, and Dr. Skeptic on the other line goes, yeah, but you just—I'm skeptical because can you really get the same kind of performance out of a biblically responsible investment portfolio that you can out of a portfolio that invests in any old thing?
2: Yeah, there's plenty of opportunities, and in, in the business we always say there's another train around the corner. And in in our business, there's a lot. There's eight thousand companies traded on the stock exchange. If you take the S and P 500 as an example, 240 of them. Rated biblically responsible, so there's there's half of eight thousand really, probably, or close close to half of eight thousand stocks out. So there.
1: half of the stocks on the S and P five hundred, two hundred forty. Well, yeah, on the S and P on the S and five hundred are actually would qualify biblically responsible. Investment. Yes, sir. That's a great big number, Luke Andrews. It, That's it, something it, you Dave just rolled out a huge number here
0: it's great it it is it's great to hear and he's absolutely right you know past performance doesn't guarantee future results but i was going to say that performance is not indicative of future results there's no there's zero historical evidence that says responsible investing will underperform a matter of fact on the contrary is that we have found some overperformance, or at minimum you know performed right along with it so you know if the most important thing to you was return and then maybe you know your relationship with jesus christ i think that's backwards but if that was the case which You know, unfortunately, listen. a lot of believers think that way, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but the good news is that you can build a biblically responsible portfolio and not not suffer, um, you know, not suffer return. Well, what I'm trying to figure out and Martha, anytime you want to jump in or you can, but good
3: luck. You guys are doing great. Is
1: how in the world, once somebody understands this concept, how can people say, yeah, but I'd rather invest in these companies who have who have social agendas to push pornography, to push abortion, to push. Uh, the radical uh, sex, uh, sexual uh, identity agendas. I mean, how can people say, "Yeah, but that"? I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna do anything about this. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. I just don't get it. Okay, right. let
2: me help you out there. Help me, Dave. I, let me help you out. I always take the other side. You know that. I can. I can argue the other. Be side. careful.
1: We don't want to. <laughs> Michael, have the button ready. <laughs> have the button ready. Kill button.
2: But, but um, you know, I I have hesitations on some of the things that biblically responsible strives to do. Um, and I prayed about it and I feel like I'm listening to the Holy Spirit about it so so for example I worked for a company uh, in the past that does not meet our meet the requirements of biblically responsible the reason they don't is because they donated $50,000 in 19 or 19 in 2005 to the LGBTQ task force so they're screened out as not being family-friendly well if you look further into it um, the task force mission is to assure equality for everybody and and to eliminate discrimination for the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and I see nothing wrong with that myself. I mm-hmm. mean if you think these people shouldn't have equal housing or shouldn't have equal no. equal um, Equal At, rights to a mortgage or or that kind of thing. I think that that's wrong. Absolutely, right. they okay, okay, so so they you know if you if you go by the screening some of the screening things that we use, but they say it, but, but that's not, where
1: intuition then comes
2: in and say okay, but this one
1: that not is, intuition not research research. I mean, but okay, but but okay, but, sense, but, but okay okay, okay, so
2: that's well, that's not common sense. So I mean, no, no, no I'm, I'm saying, saying that,
1: that that common sense says that organization really was just trying to say in God's eyes. He doesn't want people discriminating, yeah, right? even based on a sin, line, because otherwise right? you'd, have, you'd have a special filter for people out there who. Uh, and, and, and
2: shunning, th- we shouldn't shun those people. That's right. No, we need know, to love everybody. everybody gotta love needs to be loved. we got to love them, and, and I feel we shouldn't discriminate them, and therefore some of those things are not black and white. Mm. Okay. So it's not quite as easy as what the surface. You say, I you mm-hmm. don't understand why anybody wouldn't do it. And I'm, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was still praying about it, and Jeff had a nice sermon about. Um, you know about not being hypocritical, and you're judging somebody else. And sometimes, yeah, you know, I'm not saying we do this with Bri. I support Bri, mm-hmm. and and um, you know I think we should look at it. But on the other hand, we shouldn't judge other people, and almost almost like the Pharisees walk around and saying, "I'm better than everybody else because I don't."
1: No, uh, I think I the danger this. in in a lot of, and I don't want to just. The, the LGBT activism is that they want equality for everyone, but they don't want Christians to be able to have their own opinion. No, I, I
2: agree. Right? So, and so I, there's
1: the danger in it. But Luke, this is a concept. Yeah. This biblically responsible. Hey, Luke got real quiet, Dave, after you went into your tirade. <laughs> I, I kind of. Right. I kind of uh, but but it, we need to understand, black-sided. Luke, how how revolutionary is it? You know, we heard a statistic we talked about a couple of months ago that 70% of 401k assets in this country are controlled by Christ followers.
0: Yeah, the, the number's staggering. It's like, I think it's like $21 trillion of investable assets are owned or, or or um, you know, can be controlled by, by someone that would say they're a Christian. And, you know, and I, and I understand what Dave's saying. And listen, this is, that's the exact reason, you know, one of the questions we were going to ask is, you know, why are we facing resistance from Christians? And a lot of it just comes down to educating. Right. And it's, how, how are you personally going to walk with the Lord? Are you going to walk with the Lord to where, you know, you're going to, you're okay with abortion or you're okay with you know you're okay with um you know um uh, uh pornography and you know well well those people have to earn a living and you know those people there's that's someone's right to be able to have an abortion you know because they're, they're following the laws so you're you now you're you're on to that that's you get this paradigm you get this balance and that's where I finally just said, you know what, man? I'm either in it or I'm not in it. I mean, that's so. You're I'm either I'm am swimming up current, fighting against everything that we've been taught throughout history in investing, or I'm gonna or I'm just gonna go with the flow and what's right for everyone. Yeah. And I get I love everyone. Okay, so, you know, the that's just what Dave talked about is really just one small piece of, of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You well, know, but, but, I mean, The
1: whole point is, is, if we're all in for Christ, then it should be impacting everything about us. When we give our lives to Jesus, everything about us should be changing, including our attitudes towards investing. This is Jim and Martha Brangenberg with the I Work For radio program. We've got in studio with us Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. These guys have been supporters of the show for a really long time, and they have a passion for helping you as a Christ follower just to... to to help you with your financial advising, these guys have an eternal perspective, which I don't know how you can work with an advisor that doesn't, because if you don't have, I mean, understand that if, when when you die, and let's just say if your stuff's not organized right, your money just goes to somebody else. Would not you like to have a purpose for where your money goes? And maybe while you're still here, how do you spend it right? I mean, these guys will help you plan all that mm-hmm. stuff. You can find them online, bwmadvisors.com. Luke Andrews, you have a guest that's joining us here today.
0: Yes, Mr. Jeff Youngblood. Um, I got the pleasure of meeting Jeff Youngblood when, when uh, you know, pa- actually Pastor Randy Dew um, up at uh, First Coast uh, Baptist Church in Jacksonville, um, and that's off Blanding Boulevard. And That's a little plug for uh, for that's First right. Coast Baptist. So hallelujah! But uh, got a chance to to meet Randy, Pastor Randy, and, and uh, some of the other folks there. And Jeff was in on a presentation we were doing to the church about biblically responsible investing and and trying to to work with the church there to get their 403B plan biblically responsible so you know amazingly you know not not just that church okay so i would say this is probably an epidemic throughout every single church that has some sort of you know governing body that manages and directs you know for for example uh, southern baptist has a certain uh, investment group that you're required to send your investments to united methodist also has one but fortunately for first coast uh they they manage their own 403b they just never never looked at their investments as should we be biblically responsible and going back to the the first first segment you know this is really why I'm passionate is because churches and and senior pastors and other administrators within the church have no idea mm-hmm. the teachers you know on one one on Sunday they're preaching one thing and on on Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday their investments are speaking another thing so uh, but I got a chance to meet Jeff I was impressed with him he was he's part of the deacon body at First Coast Baptist he also has a very very successful business and I wanted to get Jeff on air so the the Jacksonville market number one I'm sure he's got some fans out there already you know but really so so they could hear his passion you know and we could we could get Jeff's business tools for a time out in the Jacksonville market so hey, so Jeff Youngblood welcome to IWork Work for him
4: Jim thank you for having me on and Luke and Dave you're nailing it with Bell, Our Wealth Management I'll tell you the let's just take one segment of society the abortion industry since 19 19- 73 70 million children have been killed because mm. of the abortion industry now listen we say well how can we in this impact, country yeah, in, in the, this in country the, in the country yes just in america so how can we impact that and how we spend our money well i made the, the uh, decision years ago in business that you know how do i continue to invest and get a return on my money and then support these organizations that I both fight politically and spiritually and in my daily walk. And uh, just for instance, a Bill Gates Foundation gave $78 million in one year to Planned Parenthood. That's Microsoft. That's Brookshire Hathaway. Mm. His buddy Warren Buffett with Brookshire Hathaway owns Geico, Dairy Queen, Duracell, Benjamin Moore, Seize Candy, Fruit of the Loom. $1.2 billion Warren Buffett gave to pro-abortion groups. Mm. So you think about society, and this is, this is truly a, a demonic environment. Satan creates this environment that's conducive to kill off the family, mm. whether it's through the LGBT community, which we know they can't procreate, so ultimately it's Satan's tool to dismantle humanity. But then you have 70 million children that have been killed since 1973, again, dismantling the family. Mm. When you can do this, if we look at the, just that one segment, and for Bellow Wealth Management to come to the table and say that biblical responsible investing is so important, You're ringing the bell. I mean, you nailed it. You totally nailed it.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks, Jeff. Jeff,
3: Jeff, thanks for sharing that. So listen, before we delve in too much more, we want our listeners to get to know you. And they've just gotten to hear a little bit of your heart. But tell us your Jesus story. How did you become a follower of Jesus?
4: So I was very fortunate. One, born in the greatest country in the world, America, Mm -hmm. right? And then to a Christian family in Jacksonville, Florida, and to have the opportunity to be raised in a Christian environment, a Christian home. I'm the youngest of four brothers. Uh, my mother and father are just precious to me, still living and still involved in the ministry and then teaching the Word of God. Uh, their background first, they were in real estate and development for almost 30 years in Augusta, Georgia, and then they had the wherewithal to really raise us in the the Christian home and the Christian schools. And so I was steeped in it, and at seven years of age at a one-way Christian school, a first-grade teacher, Mrs. Blair, led me to Jesus Christ. She mm-hmm. just laid out the story, and uh, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, was speaking to my heart as a young child, and I accepted Him, but I had great role models around me, so it mm-hmm. was really a... Uh, a simple transition for me as the Holy Spirit gripped my heart. And then I'll tell you, as I made it into the teenage years, we, we all have those moments in life where, yes, we're living for Christ. Yes, we're involved in church. But you know what are we doing to impact eternity? And because mm-hmm. of great examples in my family, um, I sought to serve Him at a, at a greater level. So really get plugged in. And after accepting the Lord at a very young age and living for Him and being involved in in different ministry aspects, my father ultimately left the full-time business world and went into full-time ministry, and the Lord really gripped his heart. And so I was able to serve along with him for many years, and then I find myself at First Coast Baptist Church teaching Sunday school and involved with the deacon program there and and really just trying to be a server of Christ. Yeah,
1: but you just said your dad left the full-time business Mm -hmm. to go into full-time ministry, yet you realize at this point in time in your life that you, as a business guy, are already in the full-time ministry, aren't you?
4: It truly, and I'll tell you, he gave me some of the resources when he was in business, and early on, back in 95, 96, just starting out, I had some unique successes in business, and I, and I called my father with uh, really a broken heart, saying, you know, Dad, what do you think about what I'm experiencing? He said, Son, as Corey Timboon says, hold it all loosely. That mm-hmm. the Lord doesn't have to pry it out of your hands. Be a conduit for the the resources He's afforded you. Don't hold on to it. Uh, Chuck Swindoll said it best. He said, uh, "People in society get all they can, can all they get, and sit on the can." You know, and he's so accurate. But I think we really <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, slow, I'm stop to the show. Stop us to stop, hear stop,
1: that again. Slow, slow, you know what? What's obvious here? Quotable quote. Unbelievable! You ran for office, and it shows how you can. Could, you could, you're, you're just unbelievable. Yeah. All right, but you got to say that again. What did Chuck Swindoll say? Get all you can. Get all you can. That's right. Can all you get. Can all that you get.
4: And then sit on the can? Sit on the can. (laughs) That's society in a nutshell, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) He
4: afforded me, my father did at a young age and and really uh, in business, a a mentor where he said, Jeff, don't hold it with a tight fist. Mm. Let it flow through your business, flow your family, through. your life, and your community so that it has an impact on those around you. I think one of the greatest books that impacted my, uh, my direction in business was uh, R.G. Letourneau's book, The Mover of Men and the Mover of Mountains. And yeah. the listeners, if you don't know, go get the book. It's very inexpensive on Amazon. It's an older book. But his heart and his passion was to lead people to Christ. But it wasn't always that way. But he made a commitment to the Lord that every year he would give 10% and 10% more the following year. And in his death, In his passing, he was giving 90% to the Lord and to the ministries and living off 10% and still died a multimillionaire. Mm. I don't seek to be a millionaire, but I'll tell you, the giving model is the one model in Scripture that the Lord said he blesses.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: And what an opportunity. You mentioned about running for office. I'll tell you, the passion (laughs) was to take uh, uh, the the work of the ministry, the, the labor of work, and really share to our community the love of Christ. And it afforded me the opportunity when I ran for a city council seat at Large Group 3, which is a citywide seat in a city of 842 square miles. is about uh, a million people, a little less than a million. Only a half a million of them vote, unfortunately. But I found that there is a need, a true desire to know the truth. What's the solution? And uh, it's not money. It's not education. Right. It's not more laws. It's not the enforcement of more laws. People need Jesus Christ. Yeah. And really, they're hungry. To hear the truth. Uh, I was in front of a group of about 250 people called uh, Preventing Crime in the Black Community, and the black community leader said, Jeff, what are you going to do for the black community? I said, the same thing I'm going to do for the entire community. They said, what's that? And I said, well, you're looking for an answer. You want to (laughs) hear me say millions more money in education or after-school programs or before-school programs Mm -hmm. or more police or more? I said, I get it. I get it. But what you don't want to hear is what I'm about to to tell you. Man, fast-moving show, Luke and Dave.
0: Yeah, so far, so good. Faster than usual. Faster than usual. I mean, we
1: got a guy that can talk faster than me. Right. (laughs) Martha, we got Jeff Youngblood on here calling in from Jacksonville. He owns Tools for a Time.
3: That's right. And Jeff, you know, you have been sharing a little bit of your story and your life and the adventure that God has had you on. And we wanted to just finish up that conversation. And before we dive into the next one, what was it that you were saying that you were going to do for the, you said you, you were asked, what are you going to do for the black community? Take it back from there.
4: So as I was asked what I was going to do, what they wanted to hear is what other political figures had given him, mm-hmm. is, is more money for education before school programs, after school programs, more police, more law enforcement, and so forth. And I said, people need Jesus Christ. You mm. change the heart, you change the future. You give them a new direction. And I'll tell you, afterwards, there were probably only a handful that came up and said, thank you, brother, for sharing Christ, because mm. that's the solution. And we need more Christ followers, no question, that get involved. In government, be involved in the community. Be involved in your church. The three institutions that the Lord set out in Scripture: the church, the home, and the government. You know, and and they're woven. Our founding fathers, fifty-six of them, that signed our Declaration of Independence, were very clear in their love for Jesus Christ, their love for the Word of God. They did what we should be doing today: is being a bold witness for Christ in all that we do and say.
1: I think you missed something there, though, Jeff. You said that God established the church, the home, and the government, but He established work. I mean, God, work was God's idea right from the get But it's get not though. an
4: institution. The work is yeah, an but, he,
1: institution. But he, cr- yeah. but he created it, though. He told Adam, I want you to name every <laughs> animal, and he brought the animals to Adam. I mean, I feel like that was, he created work because work was how we experience sure God. I, I just want to make sure we, I, I got that oh, in there.
4: It's totally, totally requirement. Yeah, it's, we work by the sweat of our brow. If you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't take care of family. You're worse than an infidel, the word says. So no question about it. Luke.
0: So, yeah, so no, I I wanted to hear more about uh, Tools for a Time. I You know, I, I went online, and I've, you know, w- when we met, we didn't have a lot of time to chat about the business side of things, and you know, we were there for a mission of uh, teaching biblically responsible investing, but I would love for not just uh, for our audience uh, you know, in, in the studio here, but I want to hear, I want Jacksonville to, to know what Tools for a Time is and how they can get involved, That there's anything that, you know, the, um, you know that, that, that you guys can sure. help each other with. So, sure. what well, do you
4: sell? Tools for a Time is a, a- rental sales and service provider of professional power equipment. It's, it's what people know us from because it's the retail outlet that the public can come into. But there's multiple... Company entities that I run, and they're all woven together. One is the Turf Pack Corporation, which is Turf Pack is a turnkey business provider for those looking to go into their own business. If the uh, the young lady, as a child, is babysitting, uh, her brother is out mowing lawns. Typically, so what we did is we developed uh, years ago a program to provide them with the trucks, trailers, locks, racks, and all the machines they need mm. to go into their own business, and then provide all their resources into the future. And that's the Turf Pack Corporation. Tools for Time is the the. Retail rental outlet where, in the event their tools are down, they can rent one, but also the public can come in and buy. And then the distribution side of the house affords the uh, distributing of generators and water pumps to the telecommunication providers. And uh, it's really kind of a, um, a large gamut of things that we've put our hands in, but hmm. what we found is it just continued to grow with these tentacles. And when someone would ask, Do you do this? we could only answer yes so long before we went, <laughs> Why aren't we doing this? <laughs> and that's, that's just how it grew. One.
0: Yeah. So that's grown grown by need. So that hence tools for a time because a time. part of the business is is kind of you know yeah the, I'll, I'll, uh, that's a that's a good point. Our our lawn guy, matter of fact, when his truck broke down, our lawn didn't get cut for like two weeks. Me? Sure. And and then my neighbor across the street, I noticed uh, their lawn guy one had had a U-Haul uh, truck pulling his. So I assume that you know he went out and got a U-Haul truck when my Another guy free took time plug off right here and I work for but him. It, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that, no, that's, that's awesome though. So thanks Jeff for sharing. I hope that. Jacksonville audience, you know, he, here's your passion about who Christ has called you to be, uh, not only personally, spiritually, in your family life, but also your church community and your business. And I know we've got some more good questions to kind of run through that. Well, so, you
3: know what? I just have a comment there because you know we were t- Luke and Dave. We have discussions every month recently about biblically responsible investing, and I just want to say that that really kind of applies to our retail dollars as well. Oh, and so by people. Um, coming to you for a service, Jeff, whether they are getting the help for their business or whether they're using your retail establishment tools for a time, they would know that their dollars, their local dollars, number one, are helping um, to flourish a business that is living intentionally for mm-hmm. the kingdom. No
4: question about and it, that's but... one
3: of the things I love about having business owners on the air um, introducing them to you, to our audience, and our audience to you. Maybe they don't even. Maybe they've driven by your your um, location, but never known what it is. Or never had a need to know that you guys are living with intentionality. Is Huge, and I just want to give a shout out for that. Make that connection for our listeners. I appreciate that. Thank that it's not just our invest, our IRAs, our four, you know, four hundred one Ks. It's what are we doing daily mm. with our dollars? Well, I'll tell you, it hasn't
4: always been that way. Not to interrupt you, but essentially uh, years ago, I'll just say about seven or eight years ago. Uh, I knew politically what we were fighting with mm-hmm. the, the LGBT movement and the uh, the different social realms of today that, that hurt Christianity and hurt the family. And I thought it was disingenuous for me to, in the stock market, invest in these companies and then ultimately have to fight them spiritually and physically and financially. Mm. So um, I went to an advisor, uh, and I asked, I said, can you find me some? And I didn't know it was called BRI at the time, right. Biblical Responsible Investing. Can probably you find me Probably wasn't. <laughs> it probably <laughs> wasn't at the time. Yeah. And he said, Jeff, that's pretty strict. And I said, no the lord afforded my my breath and my health and my wealth and i'm not going to take it and fight them politically and spiritually, and fund the animal. I'm not going to do it anymore, so I need to find something. Well, within a few weeks, he called me back and said, I found something called the Timothy Plan. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're interested. So I got involved in it. He said, Jeff, you sure you want to put everything in it? I said, yes. Mm. I pulled out of Microsoft. I pulled out of SDLI and Oplink and a lot of these other high-tech that I made good money on, and I said, I'm not doing it anymore. Mm. He said, Jeff, it's risky. I said, I don't care. Waking up is risky. But (laughs) when do we afford it all to Christ? Mm. When is it faith? Faith isn't faith until it's all you're holding on to. And so made those investments, and You know, listen, seven years later, he calls me and he says, Jeff, wow, who knew? He Mm. said, I'm a conservative Christian myself, but I'm not near as conservative as you are. I think I'm going to be moving a lot of my money over. Well, Mm. is it
1: really conservative (laughs) to invest according to God's plan? That sounds to me like a radical idea because nobody's doing it. All right, Jeff Youngblood, how does your faith play out as you run all these companies? I mean, you're running, you got, how many employees do you have between all your different companies?
4: So, 25 at the retail store that we're most well known for, and then behind the scenes with administrative staff, we have an equal amount that help out in multiple entities. But we're able, uniquely, we can cross over from one business to the next, mm-hmm. and and each of them works seamlessly.
1: All right, so you're, so, so your impact of 50 families, though, I mean, it, th- well, that's, easily. That's, that's, that's huge. So, your impact, well, I mean, directly with employment, I mean, obviously, you're impacting tons more with the actual re- establishment and, and the people that you're helping in the community. How is your faith being lived
4: out within your corporations? Well, you don't have to be a Christian to work for me. However, you'll be uncomfortable if you're not because we will spend more time with one another than you do your own family. Mm. And we will play together and pray together. Mm-hmm. We will weep together and solve our problems together. So if there's someone that's not a believer, they will become a believer or by working here or they will find another environment. Truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't have is to Is be that because you chase them out of there? Say again? Is that because you chase them out of there? They don't have to be chased out. You can only hear the Word of God in prayer so much and so often that the, you are not stirred to become a Christian mm-hmm. or to run from it. Yeah. It's the only two options you're afforded in life. You, know, you either run for Christ or run away from Christ. But you say, well, how do we effectuate change in our community? How do we get involved? There's many organizations that I could say, and I won't do it to pound myself on the chest and say, look what we're doing. But one in particular, we make certain that our staff is socially responsible. We're encouraging them to go out and be involved in their churches, their community, and share Christ with others, but ultimately have an impact where you are, what you're afforded, and who you're afforded to communicate with to share the gospel there. So, for instance, in the uh, Christmas season, we, uh, we allow the staff, we pay them to go to the, the, the local marketplaces and ring the bell for the Salvation Army. Because the Salvation Army, as you know, early 1800s with William Booth, he created an organization that soups hope and salvation. He said, these are the things that people need in the community, and he's going to meet those needs. And so we'd like to help them get involved in the red kettle campaign and ringing of the bell. And there's many other organizations that do great work on a local level and even a national level. And we encourage them to get plugged in, to live intentionally.
0: Mm. All right.
1: So Luke, you wanted to make sure Jeff Youngblood got a chance to share a little bit of his story on I work for him. And this story is much like many stories we've, we've heard from around the country, but we love Jeff's enthusiasm. What was one thing Luke, I want to make sure before we run out of time in this segment that you got a chance to ask Jeff, make sure we got it out of him today.
0: Well, you know, I, he, you know, he's 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 hit it out of the park. Number one, and he's got a chance just for the Jacksonville market. That, that's that's the main thing I wanted to get out. You know, I know he's probably somewhat well known in the Jacksonville market, but we have a really great Jacksonville market audience. Mm-hmm. They're engaged, they listen, they follow through. And I think Martha, your 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 question, where you're you're getting an opportunity to spend your retail money, the money that you go to work for, you have an opportunity to to tools for a time if you have that need. You know, you you have an opportunity to, to to steward back into a business that's going to do great things for the for the body of Christ and that's what I wanted to really get the Jacksonville market plugged into
1: okay you all know? right and jeff youngblood okay so here's a question i've got for you then you ran for office in 2016 but you correct. didn't win that's correct okay but but this is something that more and more christ followers should do isn't it
4: no question about it. So I was thankful that there were some uh, Christian men involved in government now that mentored me, and they said, Jeff, we would like for you to serve on this commission or this committee. And at, at many times they would ask, I'd say, man, I, I don't know anything about that. They said, no problem. We know you'll learn that. Mm-hmm. We know your love for Christ, and we want you to share Christ. So thankful for men that have gone on before me who saw something in me that I may not have known for myself, said, Jeff, please do this. And then ultimately, the you know, the phone continues to ring saying, please get more involved. Please run for office. Please do things. Things. And with you know serious, heartfelt prayer, Lord, what would you have me do? I felt compelled to run. And I'll tell you, it was fun, because uh, 842 square miles, we have 1,200 churches in the city of Jacksonville representing 400,000 believers. Mm. So I was able to, over a 24-month period, navigate just hundreds of churches, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, and to share my story, and to share the gospel, and to really communicate that the, uh, the founding fathers and the holy men of old make strides to create this country, and we need to keep it, and we're responsible to keep it keep it. Mm-hmm. And, and so how close was it? So um, we had 213,000 votes. I received just at 100,000 votes. So it uh, so was
1: pretty close. It was close. It just under 50
4: percent. Listen, nice. for a first timer, I'll tell you, there was a, uh, a, a previous candidate. Mm-hmm. He was our former legislator, former mayor, former school board, had done everything. Uh, 73 years old. Uh, 32 years in politics, he jumped in the race against me. And so many people said, oh, we're so sorry. I said, no, no problem. The truth still goes out. And I was unashamed. And I'll tell you, there's many occasions I could tell stories and the Lord showed up. Amen. You know, I may have had pressure and thought, how am I going to do this? How do I stand against this individual? How do I have this debate? And the Lord showed up. He Mm. brought peace. He brought wisdom. He gave strength. Mm -hmm. And I loved every minute of it. My wife will tell you, I just 100%. I've been married for 25 years. I have two young children, a 10 and 11-year-old. And they were and so it, grateful for me to run, but they are also uh, so willing to give of my time. Right. And I know it was a lot for them to be away from me for the length of time they were. And I'm-
1: hey, you're listening to I Work for a radio show. We've been talking with Jeff Youngblood about his story, Tools for a Time, right up there in Jacksonville. To learn more about them, check them out at toolsforatime.com, toolsforatime.com. Pretty sure that's what it is. I can't find my writing right now. we got Luke and Dave with us here in the studio today, Martha. It's always fun to be here with them.
3: It sure is. And you know, one of the things that um, I'm enjoying today is the fact that we are getting to um, really delve into um, a business and the heart of a business owner in Jacksonville. And so shout out to our listeners in Jacksonville. I mean, this is a relevant conversation for all of our listeners, whether it's on the radio or on podcasts, but just the whole conversation about intentionality. Really, I feel like that's what it boils down to is intentionality.
1: Yeah, you know, Jeff Youngblood is joining us as well. Luke and Dave from Jacksonville, Florida, the owner of ToolsForAtime.com, ToolsForAtime.com, right there on uh, in Jacksonville on Old St. Augustine Road in the Mandarin area. Uh, you know, Jeff, I, I want to talk about you brought in Luke and Dave to talk to your uh, community at First Coast Baptist Church about biblically responsible investing in your retirement plan. Talk to us about why you did
4: that. Well, I'll tell you. So, um, yeah. Randy Dew is the name you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Pastor Randy Dew was instrumental. He and I had been having conversations for uh, probably several months to a year of Biblical Responsible Investing now that we really had an acronym to wrap our minds around. And uh, and he was listening to I work for him and ultimately heard Bellar Wealth Management yeah. and then met Luke and Dave. And he said, Jeff, you think the deacons at First Coast Baptist Church would love to really hear his story? And do you think the staff would love to hear the story? And I said, absolutely. It's something that uh, I've fully agree with yeah. and I'm invested in is how I operate. So I think the church should hear from them. And so, that's really how the development of the relationship happened.
1: I love that. So Dave Cruz, you know, I know that you, when you went up to Jacksonville for this meeting, one of the things you really wanted to do was go to TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, you, we missed. But you, but you we didn't missed, get
2: to. No, no, but we did go to Eagles. I think it's Eagles Landing that Randy so you in this you got, a, you got a it, chance to it, golf. Y- yes, and it so was very nice. What was your it, favorite it was part,
1: though, about going to a church that actually wanted to hear this story about Biblically Responsible Investing?
2: I think the enthusiasm both from the board we met with the board the first day and then we came back with their senior group and met with them the
1: chronologically superior people yes
2: that's that's uh, I would be part of that group yes and and uh, their enthusiasm and their response was also fantastic
1: what was the toughest questions that you got asked from the audience and when you're talking to their seniors group I mean, what, I mean this was a new concept for them I imagine
2: most of them it was, but but they bit right into it, and they they took it by the horns and and we had a lot of good questions and a lot of good follow up through it it was it was fantastic.
0: There was a lot of like, oh my gosh, right? are you serious? you know there was like a lot of mm. aha moments like. Because, because what we did at the end is we, you know, we got people to tell us some ticker symbols or ticker symbol is, uh, you know, it's the identification of the mutual fund or exchange traded fund or the company. That's how they're traded on the stock exchange with a ticker symbol. So they would throw out a ticker symbol and I'd do live screenings right on. You know, a couple of them were okay, but then the, the bulk of them, they're like, what? oh my gosh really so afterwards we you know I di- we didn't have a lot of time to spend with them afterwards we had we had a line of people you know just coming up and asking really good questions and we set up a lot of follow-up and like david said we've, we've had some pretty good feedback from it so mm. but that's uh you know you know J- jeff youngblood is 100 percent dedicated and passionate about biblically responsible blessing that's one of the things that drew me to him as well
3: so um jeff why don't you just tell our listeners what you set up, what you brought Luke and Dave in to do, because um, you guys can reproduce this other places and yes. help other entities with this conversation, whether it's a church, whether it's an employer, whether it's a, a line of business or an organization, or HOA, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, how... Um Jeff, what was the the plan behind it and you know, what did you see as the result?
4: Well truly because of personal experience, realizing that any family should do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim Wildman with the American Family Association has done it best when he said, Hey, listen, you know, Target lives this way, does this, here's what we should do and would Christians vote with their pocketbook and they spend accordingly, it effectuates change. It totally does. So I think Edmund Burt once said, uh, for evil to prevail, good men do nothing. Or maybe the young theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said To be silent in the face of evil is evil itself. And if we live by that same mantra, our families, our HOAs, our churches, our community groups should look at where we spend our money because that will effectuate social and spiritual change better than anything we may ever say in the pulpit or from our businesses.
1: Amen. You know, I, I want, so what was your reaction? I'm going to just put you on the spot here, Jeff Youngblood. You, you brought Luke and Dave in before the deacons of the church to present biblical responsible investing, to look at your retirement plan. Did, was what they talked about, was it compelling enough for you to be able to call your buddies at other churches and go, Hey, you guys should meet Luke and
4: Dave too. I mean, this was a phenomenal conversation. Oh, no question about it. As a matter of fact, I put them on the horns of a dilemma on the spot when they were there after they were finished with the presentation, <laughs> Luke, you probably remember yeah. this. I said, Luke, how are you invested?
0: Yes, yeah, uh, yes, you did, and I said one hundred percent Bri, and you're like, good job, good job. Most people would said
4: anything other than that. Yeah, we would have, have, been have, out the door. We'd have gone with our tail between our legs,
0: of course. So uh, no, that's uh, no. It it was it was it was a great meeting. It was a great opportunity. And you know, one of the things Martha, you were hitting on too, is that you know I I do have. I met with a senior pastor of another local church, and we're setting up a September dinner with his congregation, and then with my own church, where I'm actually getting the opportunity to do an educational seminar uh, coming up in August. So so the people in Pinellas County or in Tampa Hillsborough in the in the listening audience, if you're within 45 minutes of uh, First Baptist Church. Church of Indian Rocks uh, in uh, August. Uh, I'll, I'll announce that on the next on the next show. Okay. The beginning of August, we, we're going to be doing an educational seminar at the church. So this is not a sales presentation. It is literally an educational formatted seminar that's going to teach you the issues that we have today and then offer the solutions and, and give you some some good guidance on what you can do going forward to get your portfolio Excellent. biblically responsible.
1: But Jeff Youngblood, are you willing to to host Luke and Dave up there in Jacksonville to do the same thing for the Jacksonville community for the churches up there?
4: no problem at all. Again, Amen, representing so many different churches in this community, you could be here for the next 30 years and you <laughs> may scratch the surface. Well, it's a nice place
1: to live. Yeah. Can you also work out, though, if you bring Luke and Dave back up there, can you work out a tea time for Dave at That's Saugress? what I
4: was going to say. Hey, that is totally a Randy Do thing. Pastor yeah, Randy, like, if yeah. you want to go scuba diving or skydiving or mountain climbing, I'm your guy. But yeah. uh, the golf is to Randy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two
0: uh, feet on the floor right. is Randy and then everything else is jeff that's jeff, right that's right action sports jeff, action
1: jeff youngblood with tools for a up there on st old st augustine road in jacksonville florida thank you so much for being on i work for him today thanks for sharing your story and thanks for sharing your enthusiasm and let us know when you're running for office because we'll do a show to talk we'll about that
0: it. i'd love to do it thank you for having me on god right. bless thank you brother you. thank you so much so, Dave
1: Cruz, I know yes, you've got a hard time getting a word in. Edgewise, with uh, you know That's Jeff right. talking I've Luke been enjoying talking. the conversation. Yes. So, well, what's what's your biggest takeaway? As you've looked at this, you got a chance to experience just talking in front of a, a a group of of your peers who were really just being introduced to biblically responsible investing for the very first time. What was something that you learned there that you want to tell the audience? That I mean, something that they all learned that you saw. Wow, that was a that really resonated with them. That you want to make sure you share with our uh, audience today.
2: I think just the whole concept was new to many of them. Like, like Luke was saying, uh, the, the light went on in their eyes and and say, you mean I, I own this company that, that does this, what, you know, the whole concept of owning a piece of a company that would be involved in some of those areas where they personally wouldn't think they were otherwise. It's it's a, it's a new light that just came on. Yeah. We
1: need to, you know, a lot of these companies are involved in investing in the tolerance movement. But we need to understand, it's tolerance towards all things anti-Christian. And if you stand up and say, wait a minute, but you're not being tolerant towards my faith, they say, well, that's okay, as long as you agree with us, then we'll be tolerant towards right, you. Right. It's not really about tolerance.
3: So Luke, um, let our listeners know, if this has piqued their interest, mm-hmm. if they're saying, okay, I want to find out more about this conversation with my investments or things that are that I'm currently doing or or a bigger organization what are their next steps well
0: they can call us at the office at 727-586-5655 727-586-5655 or my cell you can call me text me on that number as well it's 727-798-4188 727-798-4188 and just and simply just say hey luke can you take a look at these companies or these uh, different uh, funds that I'm currently invested in. And, uh, we, you know, there's no obligation. There's, there's no charge. It's something we do free of charge. We can even help write, you know, if you do have a company that you would love to invest in, but they don't come up on the positive, biblically responsible screening, <clears throat> we can actually help write a letter on your behalf that you can send to the mm-hmm. company to have some sort of activism and say, listen, we, we like your company. We'd like to invest in it, but you're involved in these different things. So I won't be investing any of my money with your company. Would you, you know, Know, take a different outlook on it, so, so there's there's all sorts of different ways, especially with screening. You know that's a big deal. You know we can take your entire portfolio and screen it within 24 to 48 hours, and, sh- and show you what what you're looking at from a biblically worldview.
3: I just want to encourage our listeners to take advantage of that because it's kind of like when you go to a health club and you can stand on that scale and find out how much fat you have and how much muscle. You know, it's like, okay, you need a baseline. You need to know what you're even dealing with and then make those, you know, pray about it, make the next decision. So listeners, I hope that you'll take this opportunity to connect with uh, Bella Wealth Management.
1: So, look that letter that you're willing to send. we you? I mean, is that a letter, is that a letter you'd make public for people, or is it something that you're only making available to your clients?
0: Really? Uh, well, I, I would make it available for not just my clients. You know, again, th- this is not about me. This is about you know, if if there's one little thing that I can play, you know, it talks about having purpose in your job. You mm-hmm. know, so it my mind's. I mean. I'm a financial advisor, I'm a Christ follower, I help people with biblically responsible investing, but if you're not a client, that doesn't mean I'm not gonna help you. That's my, my passion is to to educate the church believers and to help them identify the issues that they're having and give them the solutions. Now, if you become a client, hallelujah, God put it on your heart and I'd be honored to partner with you.
1: Luke and Dave with Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online, bwmadvisors.com. Thank you guys. Amen. now, brother. Thank you so much. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.